0: The Lord is my shepherd I shall not want He lays me down In green pasture He leads me beside the still water Restores my soul Shepherd, I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not.
1: Welcome, welcome in the lesson for today, we are at uh, day 302 and we have been given a wonderful lesson with the title, Where Darkness Was, I Look Upon the Light. Where Darkness Was, I Look Upon the Light. Okay, I will adjust a little bit my microphone that it gets a little bit higher. Yeah, and uh, we are in this sequence of lessons 301 to 310, and that sequence is accompanied by the idea about that second coming, and of course asks the question, what is the second coming? And with that idea of what is the second coming, of course there's also an idea what is the first coming? And uh, if you're looking really at Christians, you're looking at, I mean, Christian history, Christian teaching, how you receive it in your churches, then you will find that almost everybody is still waiting on the coming of Christ, on his promised return in order to get you home, right? And uh, so in this uh, waiting for Him, that is basically the waiting f- uh, for your Savior, you are not really at home. <laughs> right? And if you are not at home, then how can you be completely at peace and know that this world doesn't exist? So it needs a new perspective, it needs a different perspective, and that new and different perspective is given us through Christ alive, Christ resurrected, Christ being next to us. And it is a perspective of complete impossibility that any waiting for him would have would make any sense or would offer us anything. So we need an experience of recognizing that Christ is with us and that the second coming is not really waiting for a body to arrive. That uh, Yeah, but that is what everybody thinks uh, would happen, you know. Then uh, we'll see him how in his glamorous, uh, shining garment, he will show up on the world and he will get everybody home. And uh, I really love how this is put in a, just a few simple sentences in the introduction of this sequence of Lessons 301 to 310 in the answer to the question, what is the second coming? And where darkness was, I look upon the light as lesson for today, as a practical application, makes, of course sense it is really the application of what the entire workbook is directing us. It directs us towards seeing the light, towards instead of looking at the world with all its problems and looking at yourself with all how you cannot make it here you know we just had an example here (coughs) i just tried with my friend Raúl to uh, bring about a connection on the spanish for a spanish translation and it doesn't work so well uh, so we're just being here and relax and and remember that everybody can translate that in his mind through the Uh, through his personal connection with the Holy Spirit. And there is really nothing missing whatsoever. Those are all just ideas we are having here, how we could do it and in which way we could do it in order to extend the message. But at the end, this is just for myself, just for yourself. And um, you are hearing the message and his voice right now. And you are willing to have and remember that experience, and that is occurring in your mind, and that's really all—all all there is. And, and there is no world out there. And that is really the willingness to no longer look on those dark. And like Paul says, you're looking through a mirror darkly. You know, your seeing is dark seeing. And that is what in that second coming is offered as a correction. And he makes that so very clear by saying that Christ's second coming, which is sure as God, is merely... The correction of mistakes and the return of sanity. And that makes complete sense that we admit here that the mistake was or still is seeing something that seemingly is not whole or not at home or not complete love and that. Of course, correction is needed to that newness of thinking and seeing, yes, which is simply looking upon the light and seeing what is unified. And that is the return of sanity. We are allowing a reestablishment of the sanity, of the oneness of God, because we haven't really lost it. But the mind who thought it was lost in separation, of course, needs to return, needs to come home. And so he continues by saying it is a part of the condition that restores, see here's the word restoration, restores the never lost and reestablishes what is forever and forever true. So. What was never lost, that sanity, the truth coming from simple creation itself, you know we are as God created us, I am as God created me, that could not be lost that that memory that I'm still as God created me, is restored and reestablishes what is forever. And forever true. It re-establishes our memory, what we are in truth. It re-establishes our true identity. And it is the invitation to God's word to take illusion's place, he says. And all what we call conversion, what we call corrective mechanism what we call healing of the mind, what is the action of forgiveness, is really nothing else than there is the truth replacing illusions. In place of illusions, we allow God's word, we allow the light to shine, we allow an experience of love and only love. And he continues by saying the willingness to let forgiveness rest upon all things without exception and without reserve. See, we are really not asked any big thing, we are just asked of a willingness, a willingness to let forgiveness rest upon all our ideas, all our world, we see, all perception and that willingness that is the only thing that christ is asking us he doesn't really ask us that we would need to to make and do something for that uh, specifically except applying the ideas as it is given in the lesson of the day throughout the day in all our affairs no matter if those are Happy affairs or, n- or not happy affairs. And there are many programs around which deal exactly about that part in that expression of that introduction, that willingness to let forgiveness rest upon all things. See, a human being is involved in grievous thinking and the nature. How it keeps in separation is by, (coughs) excuse me, through uh, grievances, right? The form of staying in separation is to make up a grievance, to make up and hold a story real that is based on perception and mostly based on perception what bodies do and I'm doing this as a body and you are doing that as a body and that is something different and I don't like that and uh, out of nothing I'm finding myself in a grievance. It is the condition of the human mind. All mind training is dedicated and designed to get us Out of the of that human grievance, because it's a grievance at the end with itself, and myself in the entirety is of course God's self. So it is a grievance with God, with our Creator, and it might have only something to do that the ego based on perceptions cannot perceive God. You know the eyes cannot see him, the ears cannot hear him because listening to the voice from God of God to see the light or look upon the light is actually thinking him. it has not really anything to do with the sensory organs and how that is translated through the brain. We are not thinking with the brain. We are not seeing with these eyes. We are not hearing with these ears. And so that action of mind, of becoming willing to let forgiveness rest upon all things, is really the core of all programs dedicated to a dependence on God. And um, everyone who suffered of addiction of any kind, and of course the addiction is in truth an addiction to death, is that addiction to stay in separate existence from from, crea- from the Creator. Right? That is the real addiction. We call that here around, Mortaholics. <laughs> you know, you're kind of the same mindset like an alcoholic, but you know, we are all in time space mortaholics. We're, we're addicted to ideas of death. And what is the easiest way to be in an idea of death than to hold a grievance, you know? To keep myself as my brother, as my. Uh, next to me as my saviour as Jesus tells me in the course separate from me and define him as different than what I am and so in uh, the great like one of the greatest programs uh, going on for the last hundred years is the 12 step program you know and giving guidance in many many groups depending on uh, what type of addictive behavior has been noticed, you know, not just alcoholic or narcotic or gambling and and so on and so forth, but it is the same idea, you know, there is in the program then after you have done your inventory and have given your will and life to God and and admit that only he can restore you to sanity. They are the same words used. And then you come, okay, there is a, a restoration needed in the sense of offering a man's in order to have an experience of forgiveness for yourself. And so that is then in the steps eight and nine, right? And um, the prospective... Uh, you know who is active in the in that program is asked to make a list of all those who he thinks he has harmed in order to prepare himself to forgive himself and of course including also God and all those who are on that list. And that action of becoming willing to come to a peace of mind and have things sorted out, that is exactly what Jesus describes here in the introduction. You know, the willingness to let forgiveness rest upon all things without exception and without reserve. Gesundheit. <laughs> You have to say "Danke, <laughs> Danke." Okay, let's continue here. It is the all-inclusive nature of Christ's second coming, the all-inclusive nature of Christ's second coming, that permits it to embrace, embrace the world and hold you safe within its gentle advent, which encompasses all living things with you. There is no end to the release the second coming brings as God's creation must be limitless. Forgiveness lights the second coming's way because it shines on everything as one. See, that light that we are asked in the lesson, you know, where darkness was, I look upon the light, That light shines, that is actually forgiveness lights the second coming's way. Because it shines on everything as one. And thus is one recognized at last. So if light starts shining through you and the world is like looking strangely at you and maybe even mention, wow, you are full of light or you have really a beautiful light or it's incredible how your light shines, then uh, <clears throat> that is forgiveness, that is simply you are living up to forgiveness. It is forgiveness that shines through you and is really noticeable to even on the perceptual level that there is someone in front of me in front of you that is really practicing this cause in miracles and the practice is to forgive and at the end we are not forgiving anybody out there you know we are only forgiving ourselves it is all really only in my own mind in your own mind and there is nobody else here this is one mind this is our own mind Thank you, thank you. So the second coming ends the lessons that the Holy Spirit teaches, making way for the last judgment, in which learning ends in one last summary that will extend beyond itself and reaches up to God. The second coming is the time in which all minds are given to the hands of Christ to be returned to spirit, in the name of true creation and the will of God." So here are really very beautiful expressions given. It ends the lesson, the second coming ends the lessons that the Holy Spirit teaches. And it makes way to the last judgment in which learning ends in one last summary that will extend beyond itself. It always goes beyond itself. It reaches up to God. That is where we belong. That is where we want to be and where we want to set our mind as a goal. The goal is God. And the second coming is the time in which all minds are given to the hands of Christ. Well, guess what happens when all minds are given to the hands of Christ? (laughs) They will simply light up in that light of heaven and all illusionary ideas are going to disappear in that. That is the return to spirit in the name of true creation and the will of God. The second coming is the one event. So here it is described as an event in time, which time itself cannot affect, for everyone who ever came to die, everyone, yeah, whoever dreamt here, a dream of being here in time space, or yet will come, or who is present now, you see it includes all of time, is equally released from what he made that release is a complete liberation that is what our memory of the second coming, which is really nothing else than this correction of seeing, of thinking, is um, doing for us in our mind. So um, it releases ourselves, everyone, from what we made up in our mind, this uh, dream of separation, this perception of a world, we are released from that, in that willingness, being willing to let forgiveness rest upon all things, without exception without reserve. And in this equality is Christ restored as one identity. Here, identity capitalized. One identity. True identity in which the sons of God acknowledge that they all are one. Wow, thank you. And God the Father smiles upon his son his one creation and his only joy. So let's finish that introduction. Pray that the second coming will be soon, but do not rest with that. And of course, in our prayers, we don't want to make up more time. You know, we're not praying for, well, please show me in the next 10 years or whatever. No, we want to have it today. Now, this very moment, that is what is soon, you know, we don't need to wait for anything because everything is already given us and is already in us. It needs, though, my eyes, your eyes and ears and hands and feet, you know, it needs that willingness to be completely available that Christ can use us, exactly as he wants, not how we would want to determine it. That's quite a step, you know, to really let go and if, uh, you know, if you are actually shown and led into uncomfortable corners of your mind, you are supposedly the one who should save exactly that corner of the mind right and there are no accidents with that you know like you must be that professional who (laughs) who is the one who is getting that part home and everybody has a specific part it's amazing you know it's in that spectrum of of dream scenarios and so you know like you you are the one who, you know, especially the master teacher also emphasizes that and directs that. Look what uh, your also cultural memories, you know. You call yourself, well, I'm an American, an Austrian, a Peruvian or whatever nationality or culture you were growing up or were educated in. But there are certain frequency of that culture that only we individually can bring home, you know? And so I'm just looking here at uh, Raul in the studio, and, uh, you know, you are the savior of Peru, and are there other saviors of Peru too, you know? Well, as many as um, um, individually will also accept that one man for themselves. But what do I care about others in truth? You know, I'm only asked to accept that one man for myself. That means I have to care about myself. And I have to care that what is offered me is also then accepted and fulfilled in me. So I cannot really care about other saviors in the world. I have to care about that I am fulfilling that role as it is given me, and simply trust, if I am not excluding everyone, everyone will be as is with me in that action of liberation, of going home, eh? and then it's no more, you know, it's not about identities anymore, and names, and different personalities, then it's about the action of mind, which is that what we call going home, you know, which is that release of illusionary perception and thoughts. Thank you, thank you. Okay, so that is what it all needs. It needs your eyes and ears and hands and feet. It needs your voice. And most of all, it needs your willingness. Here again, as it was in the first paragraph, it needs our willingness, you know. If we are resisting that, if we are defensive about that, then um, that's what we get back, you know, that we will not feel happy about it, you know. We will feel and perceive limitations around us. That is the result of resistance and defense. But our willingness, so let us rejoice that we can do God's will and join together in its holy light. Notice again, light, you know, where darkness was, I look upon the light and there is a joining together. You know, the joining is literally the recognition and restoration and remembrance that mind is actually one. We are already united and joined in truth, but I need to remember it. By going through the day, making my mistakes or inviting the correction of that. And seeing, oh my God, mind is actually already one and is already whole, is already God's mind. So behold, the Son of God, here it is, is one in us. And we can reach our Father's love through Him. And that is not just... Possible, but also necessary to reach our Father's love through Him, through the Son of God, through literally the brother who stands next to me and is willing to go home with me, is willing to give you everything in order to fulfill your journey, your mission. So let's just rest a moment in that. Thank you so much for being here and thank you for your willingness to join in that message of A Course in Miracles with these specific themes of daily lessons because those are life savers in, in that sense of understanding that they really get us out of this littleness of limited thinking and just looking at that idea of lesson three or two where um, where darkness was I look upon the light is it is an amazing idea you know it is an amazing idea it is a complete revolutionary idea it is an idea that um, restores us to sanity it restores our mind to the memory that we are truly having and carrying with us as being a perfect creation of God, and uh, I was mentioning just before about that looking through a mirror darkly as uh, as Paul has given us that idea in the Bible right and um, in the Course in Miracles in Chapter 4 and Section 4, This Need Not Be, he expresses it by saying that your mind is filled with schemes to save the face of your ego, and you do not seek the face of Christ. The glass in which the ego seeks to see its face is dark indeed. How can it maintain the trick? of its existence, how can it maintain the trick of its existence, except with mirrors? But where you look to find yourself is up to you. And then he continues by saying in the first person, I have said, that you cannot change your mind by changing your behavior. But I have also said, and many times, that you can change your mind. And we are here in that practice of the daily lesson to change our mind. Not the world, not anything of what is part of perceptual objectivity, but really changing the way of thinking. And that is... How, what the dedication of a lesson of the day offers us. So let's just read that lesson 302, that idea of the day where darkness was, I look upon the light. It starts with a prayer. Father, our eyes are opening at last. Your holy word awaits us as our sight is finally restored and we can see. Notice again the word restore as it was given in the introduction. The restoration of sanity as our sight is finally restored finally restored and we can see. We thought we suffered but we had forgot the Son whom you created. Now Now we see that darkness is our own imagining and light is there for us to look upon. Light is there for us to look upon. Christ's vision changes darkness into light. It is Christ's vision that changes darkness into light. For fear must disappear. Fear must disappear. And... As you know, this is an experience, fear disappearing. But there needs to be this willingness. We are willing that fear can disappear and is disappearing. Fear must disappear when love has come. Let me forgive your holy world today that I may look upon its holiness and understand it, it but reflects my own. Let me forgive your holy word today, that I may look upon its holiness and understand it, understand it but reflects my own. Our love awaits us as we go to Him. It is the love of God that awaits us and walks beside us, showing us the way. He fails in nothing. He, the end we seek, and He, the means by which we go to Him. Our love awaits us as we go to Him and walks beside us, showing us the way. He fails in nothing. He the end we seek and he the means by which we go to him. Wow. Thank you. Where darkness was, I look upon the light. Thank you, thank you so much, Mitch, for these wonderful sounds in that marvelous lesson of the day where darkness was, I look upon the light. I will just continue reminding me of what it offers throughout the day. So here is the text as it is given by Jesus Christ in A Course in Miracles. Father, our eyes are opening at last. Your Holy Word awaits us as our sight, as our sight is finally restored and we can see. We thought we suffered, but we had forgot the Son whom you created. Now we see that darkness is our own imagining, and light is there for us to look upon. Christ's vision changes darkness into light, for fear must disappear when love has come. Let me forgive your holy word today that I may look upon its holiness and understand it but reflects my own. Our love awaits us as we go to him and walks beside us, showing us the way. He fails in nothing. Amazing, isn't it? He fails in nothing. He the end we seek and he the means by which we go to him. Where darkness was, I look upon And I want to finish up with another section of chapter 4 in the fourth section, because he's talking there about that first and second coming. And this is what we were looking about. And it is the section, as I was already noting, called this need not be. And he makes here kind of a list what doesn't need to be. And uh, he says, you know, he starts out with uh, when you, whenever you are not joyous, then no, this need not be. Then he goes down, when you are sad, no, this need not be. Depression, this need not be. If you feel deprived of something you want, this need not be. When you are anxious, this need not be. When you feel guilty, this need not be. And then he calls it like this voluntary this dispiriting you know the this sense of fatigue this this spiriting demands of the ego you know in which you are dis uh, engaging yourself, then this need not be, and in that same section at the end, this is what he says: you are a mirror of truth." In which God Himself shines in perfect light. To the ego's dark glass, you need but say, I will not look there because I know these images are not true. And we can repeat that now for ourselves. I will not look there. I will not look there because I know these images are not true. And then let the Holy One. The Holy One shine on you in peace, knowing that this and only this must be. His mind shone on you in your creation and brought your mind into being. His mind still shines on you and must shine through you. Your ego cannot prevent him from shining on you, but it can prevent you from letting him shine through you. The first coming of Christ is merely another name for the creation. The first coming is merely a name for the creation, for Christ is the Son of God. The second coming of Christ means nothing more than the end of the ego's rule and the healing of the mind. Nothing else. This is the action of mind that is dedicated to the healing of its way of thinking. That's the second coming. The end of the ego's rule. Jesus in the first person, I was created like you in the first and I have called you to join with me in the second. I am in charge of the second coming. You know, Christ is in charge of the second coming. He says, I am in charge of the second coming and my judgment, which is used only for protection, cannot be wrong because it never attacks. You may be so distorted that you believe I was mistaken in choosing you. I assure you, this is a mistake of your ego. Do not mistake it for humility. Your ego is trying to convince you that it is real, and I'm not. Because if I'm real, I'm no more real than you are. That knowledge, and I assure you that it is knowledge, means that Christ has come into your mind and healed it. Amen, amen, amen. (laughs) What an expression. This This is pure course this is pure christ mind this is your mind and so we invite you also to watch the video of the day you can find all that on acmi.com or the masterteacher.tv and the master teacher will do today a video that is called on a clear day and these are another two hours we are in the mind training series and those are very long uh, videos, uh, video teachings. Normally they are with one hour, but these are two hours. So enjoy. And let your mind be healed. And relax into that. And you will see that what that does for you. And how that correction is facilitated. So thank you. I love you with all my heart. And here is my last signature song, and with that we simply go home into the light and recognize where darkness was, we look upon the light, isn't it wonderful, I love you, you have a most, most wonderful day, bye bye.
0: You have been listening to Voice from Heaven, live in the Miracles Healing Center. Remember that God's voice speaks to you all through the day, that God goes with you wherever you go, and that God is the mind with which you think.
1: God bless us, everyone.